So this video that's got everyone freaking out, this video that was shown at a conference depicting Trump slaughtering the fake news media, oh my gosh, it's a scandal, it's an outrage. Okay, whatever, that means nothing coming from the left because the left loves political violence. Anytime a Trump supporter gets assaulted, they throw a party. They simply can't handle it when it's directed at them. They thrive off of violence. And when somebody gives them a taste of their own medicine, oh, they freak out. Well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't support Antifa, all right? Maybe you shouldn't fawn over the odious Kathy Griffin. If this were Hillary Clinton shooting Trump supporters in the face, oh, you know they'd be out in the streets celebrating. No, their outrage over this video is manufactured BS. So I'm gonna play you the video that has so outraged the New York Times that the New York Times spent 23 paragraphs fuming about it. But before we do that, quickly wanna tell you about our sponsor who is ExpressVPN. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Well, unfortunately, you're gonna have to dream on if you think that'd be nice because in 2016, all of the tech elites at Google, they bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. These big tech companies that push their political agenda and restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations that we're trusting to handle our personal data online. And I don't want them using my web history, my email metadata, or my video searches against me, so that is exactly why I use ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, these tech companies, they can't see your IP address at all. So your identity is masked and anonymized by a secure VPN server. Just takes up to a minute to set up on your computer or your phone. You, uh, you, you just tap one button and you're protected. So if you're like me and you believe that your internet data belongs to you and not the tech elites, well then ExpressVPN is the answer. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash WHB. That's expressvpn.com slash WHB. Get three months free with a one-year package. Go to expressvpn.com slash WHB to learn more. All right, so here's the video that's got the New York Times' panties all up in a wad. That video came out and was played at the uh, Trump Doral in Florida, and the New York Times laments a video depicting a macabre scene of a fake President Trump stabbing and brutally assaulting members of the news media and his political opponents was shown at a conference for his supporters at his Miami resort last week, according to footage obtained by the New York Times. So this footage was originally taken from the movie Kingsman, and then they superimposed Donald Trump's head and members of the fake news media and the left. And so this is the, supposedly the most outrageous thing they've ever seen. They've never seen anything so violent. They've never seen anything so offensive. And it was done and it was shown at an event where Don Jr. and Sarah Sanders were speaking. So naturally they're responsible too, even though they had no idea about it. The people who held the conference released a statement. They said, quote, it has come to our attention that an unauthorized video was shown in a side room at the American Priority Fest 2019. The video was not approved, seen, or sanctioned by the American Priorities Fest organizers. The organizers of the American Priorities Fest were not even aware of the video until they were contacted by the New York Times. 
So what essentially seems like happened here is some rando played the stupid video and now it's getting pinned on all of the attendees at the event and the Trump administration by the New York Times and the left. Meanwhile, when Kathy Griffin, when she posted a picture featuring her holding a freshly beheaded Donald Trump's head, fake of course, here's how the New York Times covered it. Here's how outraged the New York Times was. Trump lashes out at Kathy Griffin and Democrats. Oh, so you don't wanna mention the fact that Kathy posted a picture of her holding a severed head of the president. No, you just wanna talk about how Trump lashes out at her about that. And then you have the Democrats freaking out with disproportionate outrage to this video shown at the American Priorities Fest. A woman named Lulu Garcia Navarro, that's not a cartoon character, she's a host at NPR, says, quote, this video played at a Trump event has shocked me to my core. Oh, you poor baby. This is the kind of propaganda that possibly an extremist group would see. I've worked in places with anti-media regimes and have not ever seen anything like this embraced by a formal government. Uh, except that it was not embraced by a formal government because the press secretary at the White House, Stephanie Grisham, said on Twitter, quote, Regarding the video played over the weekend, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, has not yet seen the video. He will see it shortly, but based upon everything he has heard, he strongly condemns the video. So that doesn't seem like they're formally recognizing it. I don't know. Shouldn't a news person not say that the video is being embraced by a formal government when, I, I don't know, the formal government is not embracing it? Just a thought, just a little thing called fact, just a little thing called the truth. Wouldn't hurt if you tried it every once in a while, journalists. So you had, you know, you had some twerp at this event, played a video in an unmonitored room at an event, and the White House condemned it, and the event condemned it, and a whole wide group of people condemned it. So it's a fake manufactured scandal. What else is there to say on this issue other than a mistake was made by an individual and it was in poor taste? If you're so outraged by such violence, we'll wait for you to condemn the Antifa members who not just post videos, but actively beat up innocent people in the streets, all right? We'll wait for you to condemn Keith Ellison's endorsement of that extremist group. We'll wait for you to condemn CNN's and Chris Cuomo's defense of that group. If you're so offended by violent imagery, we'll wait for you to condemn the actual violence that is being committed by the left. And we'll wait for you to condemn the extremists on the left like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib who said the Holocaust gives her a calming feeling. The left has a violent extremist problem and to pretend like some silly video played at some event in a random room that no one saw just exposes the bad actors at the New York Times for the partisan hacks that they are. All right, today's Columbus Day and we love Christopher Columbus here at this show. You know, I know the lefties, the communists, they wanna erase him, they wanna cancel Columbus, they say he was a monster and a genocidal psycho. They want to repurpose Columbus Day to be a holiday celebrating the indigenous people. Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. Crap. Columbus is a hero. Not a perfect person, but who, who do you know, past or present, that's a perfect person? It's irrelevant. We're not going to smudge Christopher Columbus out of the history books just because he's not a perfect angel. 
American history is messy, but Columbus has helped lead us to the freest nation that has ever existed, and Christopher Columbus was instrumental to that. So sorry, uh, sorry indigenous people, but today is not your day. So why is the left so angry about this one guy? And you can tell they really are furious. Just this morning, a Christopher Columbus statue in San Francisco was vandalized with kill all colonizers graffiti. Oh, who's the, who's the crazy one? The person maybe who wants to kill all the colonists. I don't even know how you kill the colonists. They're not alive anymore. In Rhode Island, a Christopher Columbus statue was covered in red paint. They hate this guy because in their mind, the whole of Western civilization is evil white people who knowingly set out to destroy the innocent Native Americans. It's a sin that no amount of self-flagellation can ever atone for, and it's why the entire foundation of our modern world must be brought down and replaced with socialism. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea how good they have it. They are spoiled, rotten by their cushy lives here in America that Columbus helped build for them, and they don't even realize it. So it's super easy for them to play armchair quarterback and complain about how they would have done things differently. But I want to know what the people who hate Columbus would have done if they were in his shoes. I'm guessing they wouldn't have done anything even remotely as significant as, I don't know, discovering a new world. So a little backstory here. Columbus was the man, all right? Columbus was born into nothing in what is now Italy. He then moved to Portugal. He married a woman of noble birth. She died, so he moved to Spain with their son. And he was a sailor since he was a teen, and Columbus you know, had the, had the natural itch for exploration, had the natural itch for adventure. And at this time, everyone was trying to go east to trade in India. But that was really difficult because the trade routes were controlled by Muslims in the Middle East. So Columbus said, screw that, had the idea to sail west across the Atlantic to avoid all of that. And he spent years pitching this idea to different kings and different queens for nearly a decade and was met with rejection almost all across the board. But eventually, his spirit and his persistence paid off and the Spanish crown backed him. So in 1492, the Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria spent 36 days at sea sailing to what they believed would be India. All right, that was his big mistake. It wasn't India, right? But we now know that Columbus actually did discover the Bahamas, and for the entirety of his first expedition, Columbus believed that he had made it all around the world. And he gets mocked for that, and that was probably not the wisest, but the good outweighs the bad, because what he discovered was, well, obviously gold, but also tribes of people that were entirely different from him in their way of life. So they had to determine how to deal with each other. And for some tribes, that was more difficult than for other tribes, because for, in, for instance, in some of those tribes, it was totally cool to just eat people. You just eat them, right? So Columbus was literally dealing with cannibals. It truly was a whole new world. And think about it. The man had just arrived from a place where you have kings and queens and palaces and written laws, and then he discovered people that lived in huts and ate one another. So now he's more than an explorer, but an ambassador conducting foreign policy in a place where it's totally normal for a human being to eat another fellow human being. And yet by accounts written by the people who were there, not the accounts written by the liberal idiots today, hundreds of years later, 
But the people who were there say that Columbus told his men, don't take advantage of the natives and try treating them absolutely fairly. So Columbus, he was going back and forth between Spain and the New World on these expeditions, establishing new colonies, governing over them, and searching for riches to bring back to the Spanish court to justify their investment into him. And on his third voyage, the, colonials, the, the, the colonies rather, revolted against Columbus. They were furious about his poor governance, and he was forced to make peace with them on, quote, humiliating terms. Now, of course, since communication across the ocean took a long time, while all of that was happening, the Spanish crown had already sent a replacement, and Columbus ended up being brought back to Spain in chains. And during that voyage, he wrote in his diary, they judge me there as a governor who had gone to Sicily or to a city or town under a regular government where the laws can be observed in toto. I'm assuming that's how they spoke back then without fear of losing all, and I am suffering grave injury. I should be judged as a captain who went from Spain to the Indies to conquer a people numerous and warlike, whose manners and religion are very different from ours, who live in Sierras and mountains without fixed settlements, when whereby divine will I have placed under the sovereignty and the king and queen, our lords and other world, whereby Spain, which was reckoned poor, is become the richest of countries." And he's absolutely right about that. Even in his own time, he was judged by people who had not and could not have done what he did. So yes, he was a colonizer. You know, people colonized back then, that was not abnormal. But without colonizers and without people like Columbus, we would not be here today. So, you know, I find the people today who trash colonialism to be just ridiculously and historically ridiculous. Ridiculously ridiculous. I, I find them to be remarkably absurd because without the colonizers, we would have never gotten to this point in history where we live in America, we live in the United States of America, the greatest country that ever existed where despite the failings of our past and despite our shortcomings, all men and all women today are endowed by their creator with the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think that is something to celebrate. So cheers to you, Christopher Columbus. Thank you for all you did. And if you don't agree with me, you can go off and jump in the ocean and get eaten by sharks. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.